Kibia's attack was suicidal. Max Verstappen, you are a race winner. Do you like my pace? Do you like it? Hello and welcome <laughs> to Back of the Grid, the podcast that has still got the same logo even after a year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, this week I'm joined as always by Chris Evans. Hello, hello. And Tom King. Hello. How are you both doing? Good. Good. Tired. God. Yes, I finally managed to make you do it at the same time. <laughs> I've been waiting for that to happen all season when I've been hosting, <laughs> and finally it's happened. Um, yeah, uh, not not much, not not a huge amount to report this week in the world of uh, Formula One, is there? It's, it's not been a, the craziest week. It's almost like it's there's only one race left, and it basically means nothing, and everyone's already winding down for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it definitely <laughs> seems that way. Everyone's sort of just like, meh, yeah, <laughs> things are happening, but meh. Um, so, of those things that are happening, um, what have we got? We've got uh, Pierre Gasly and Brendan Hartley have been signed up for 2018 for Toro Rosso. Um, we did we, we we kind of expected that, didn't we? I think I think we expected it, but also when Toro Rosso are concerned, anything they do doesn't come as a massive surprise anymore. Yeah. yeah. The question will be is how long will that be the driver lineup in 2018? <laughs> yeah, given this year. Yeah, for sure. Like they've got this this sort of reputation now. I think for uh, ditching and swap chopping and changing drivers at will. So I think to be fair, we've expected Gasly to be in that car for the basic for the last year since he won the uh, GP2 title last yeah. year. So that's less of a surprise. Hartley, I don't think anyone would have predicted, but please see him get the chance. It looked like his F1 chance had disappeared a few years back, but. Uh, Nice to see him kind of get a decent shot because he's a quality driver. So, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see how Hartley does next season because obviously he's, this is just a car he's been dropped into, yeah, and he's he's not had a smooth weekend yet either so far. We've he's had they've had a few issues mechanically over at Toro Rosso, so I'm really looking forward to him getting getting through testing, getting to grips with the car properly, and getting some miles under his belt and just you know. Yeah, fighting it out, seeing how he does over a season in Formula One, I'm really, really keen to see. And we've got two Aussies in Formula One. Oh no, he's a New Zealander, Hartley, isn't he? Yes. Don't do that. Won't like oh, that. Oh no, that's that's the audience gone. That's we've just opened up a pack of Delitos, I think. There off the Christmas card list. Yeah. Um. um sadly, he's going to be in what on paper should be the slowest car on the grid, a Toro Rosso mm. Honda. Um. Yeah. That's. Put it this way, Sauber have got no excuse to be last next year. Yeah. They've they've uh, very, very much had a very good reason to be last for a number of years, given they've been using gear old Ferrari engines, but <laughs> as of next year they should in theory be ahead of them, but Yeah. Well the news from Honda this week is that their F one engine is approaching a decent level. <laughs> <laughs> approaching <laughs> decent. Is that is that that's, honestly news? That's, actually, that's a quote. That's a quote from. Um, is it Hasegawa's the guy? The guy, isn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, find it. It's approaching a decent level. So hopefully, <laughs> Toro Rosso will be approaching some decent results, and then probably failing to achieve them from mechanical failure <laughs> 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 next yeah. season. I think. Oh, we shouldn't laugh, should we? But that's 
sadly how I expect it to turn out. I feel like after every race, they just need to send Alonso around to just put his arm around them both to be like, I, I know, guys, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> just a big Alonso cuddle. Um, do you think he does those cuddles? I doubt that very much. Just, I, 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 no, I don't imagine him as a cuddler. He doesn't seem the no. cuddliest guy. No. Um, Dutch website RTLGP are reporting that Robert Kubitzer has signed a two-year deal with Williams to start next season. Um, that's one of yours, Tom, I think, is it? Um, I've seen it this evening. Yeah, I yeah, think as so. As we record. I think we can take that with a slight pinch of salt. They're not the most reliable source, I don't think, although I think they were the website apparently that predicted or they broke the story of one of the driver moves last year i can't remember exactly which one it was but they were the first to report that so you know it's respectable enough yeah how do we feel about that i, I mean i don't i, I honestly I, I i'd much prefer uh deresta to get the to get the yeah it's it's I know, sounding I don't know a lot like he's out of the frame now the more you read about it um yeah. we've we have talked about this a lot. Yeah, we? I think if not Kubitsa now, it's more likely to be um, Verline or Kvyat. I think Mercedes are still pushing to get Verline in the seat. Mm. Uh, my opinion, my, my my full opinion is I, I don't think we should be giving. Uh, I, I'd, I'd prefer to see a younger driver get the seat to to an old driver. I'd, I'd love to see. It's, it's kind of magical if he did get the seat, but I feel like the way Formula One is right now and with the lack of opportunity for younger drivers they're the people that should be getting the opportunities at this stage not people who've been here before yeah yeah and it's not even you can't even say that to put to put him alongside a newer driver to put some experience against a newer driver like Stroll is good for the team because of how long he's been out of the sport and unco- like he's not just going to jump in a car and be competitive again. Or well, he might That's be, it. but I doubt it. Um, it's not like you get you're getting Kimi Raikkonen, who's just left for Ferrari for, as an example, into that car, are you? You're getting somebody that's been out of the sport for what seven years is it now? Something About 2010 like that, yeah. that he left. Yeah, so around that. It's, yeah, it's um. It's been it's been away for a long time. You know, if he does come back, then I, I, you know, hopefully he'll do amazingly and he'll he'll put that team where they ought to be. Because let's face it, Williams this season have not had the yeah they've not had the results. They they should have been doing way better. I think way way better this season. I think he's different to a lot of the older drivers just because there's that kind of sense of unfinished business about him. Like everybody had him pegged as a future world champion and kind of him and us as fans were robbed of that and I think a lot of people still Mm. want to see what he can do but I think honestly I think that moment's passed now and I think if he comes back he'll do fine but it's not going to be it's not going to be winning races I don't think it's not going to set the world yeah it's not going to be I don't think he's going to come back and set the world on fire is he no and it's not exactly a car he's going to be able to even if he has got yeah, talent. Well, that's true. I'd <laughs> love to see it happen. It's very romantic, but I'd almost rather it just stays as a what could have been than him come back and it be a disappointment. Like if he comes back and it's yeah. this big thing, and then it's just oh, he's he's perfectly fine, but he's yeah, it, doesn't really achieve yeah. much. Because sadly, I think if he does come back, he'll probably only be around for a couple of years, and then he'll be gone again. Well, the the rumored contract is a two year one. 
Yeah. The the thing that RTL are reporting is that he signed a contract for 2018 and 2019. But as of right now, as we're recording this, they're still pretty much the only person that's saying anything about it. Um, they have got good sources. I can't deny that. Like they, yeah. like you, one of you said, they broke some news of a driver signing. It I wish might I could have been. Who it was. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was, but they have been known for it in the past. Um, so they have got good sources. I'd, I'd have just the fact that nobody else is really pushing it would make me think that nobody else believes it yet. <laughs> so hmm. maybe it's not quite as official as RTL want people to think it is. Um, what else has happened this week? We had the uh, World Endurance final race of the season, um, which was won by Skypad regular Anthony Davidson <laughs> um, and his t- and his teammates Sebastian Buemi and Kazuki Nakajima. Um, bizarrely, Anthony gained a broken toe <laughs> in the process um, while running to the car. <laughs> from the driver's area during a full course yellow. I love that. Stubbing his toe on a door. <laughs> he has this he has this mass like careering all kinds of things. He's never really had a major injury, I don't think, has he? Oh, I think he may have broken. He did his, his back. Yeah, he did his back in once. He did his back in, in um World Endurance. Yeah. But then just running to a car he stubs his toe, breaks it and was in agony for the whole yeah. race apparently. Yeah, sounds like it as well. It's grim. But he won, you know. He said he'd rather win a race with a broken toe than not win a race with a broken toe. <laughs> so well, It's hard to argue with that. <laughs> yeah, great insight, Anthony, as usual. <laughs> that is, um, and that's why he runs the Skypad, guys. Yeah, insight yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully he'll never stub his fingers on the sky pad and <laughs> poking at it a bit too hard. I mean, you have to poke it hard enough as it is. Yeah, by the look at it. Think belly so. works. <laughs> um, Alonso after the uh, World Endurance final race of the season. Oh, actually, other news in, involving uh, World Endurance Championship. There, it was bizarre at the start. There, there were there was something about I, I don't I didn't watch the whole thing, but um, I watched a good chunk of it. And at the beginning. Um, uh, one of the bollards on the track came off and somehow found its way into the sort of under tray of the Porsche. <laughs> That's no good. And they had to make... so Yeah, and it just lost all its pace because it was obviously... Under trays are super important because all yeah. the airflow goes underneath the car and it feeds the diffuser and that's where you get all your grip from, especially in a world endurance <laughs> car. Um, and yeah, this is they've just got a a bollard wedged in there blocking the whole way so uh, there was no air getting through it and they lost all their performance they had to bring it into the pits take the nose off and just rag this bollard <laughs> out of the wow. out from underneath it it was really really bizarre thing to see um and and it cost them a race yeah. as well like they, they were sort of they were going quite well in the first, this is all in the first hour they were there was a lot of overtaking going on between the Toyotas and the Porsches they were really really close um but sadly, this uh, this bollard just absolutely wrecked the race for him, and it all sort of went. It seemed to go Toyota's way after that. Shame because um, it was Porsche's last race as well. Bearing yeah, out as champions, final race. Yeah, best way by virtue of the fact that they've won. They've actually won as many races now as Toyota. They both won four races. It's only because they won at Le yeah. Mans that they got 50 points instead of 25 which has made a huge I think they would have won the championship anyway even if they only got 25 but still it would have been much much closer um, 
Anyway, Alonso did a test of an endurance car. Back to Formula One. Alonso tested an en- world endurance car, I think a Toyota yep. in Bahrain, and he was only six tenths off the other Toyota um, of Mike Conway. Who is no so slouch. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Conway's quick. Yeah, it's um, it sounds like everybody was, as you'd expect, and much like his IndyCar adventure, just super impressed with everything that guy can do. To get in a car he's basically never driven before. He did well over a hundred laps as well, I think. Yeah, he did. He did. I think about a hundred laps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they weren't doing particular speed runs apparently. Like it was all on high fuel and uh, hard tires, so there was no kind of glory runs in there. But even so. Yeah. Um, it's it's nuts, isn't it? How he can just get into anything, get into any car, and just be fast, just straight yeah. away. I mean, this all but guarantees he's going to be running Le Mans this year, doesn't it? Well, he's doing well, Daytona, isn't he? Da- Daytona's yeah, a confirmed in, thing. That's in January, I think? Uh, I can't remember the exact date of it. It's, it's next year now, but he is doing it. Um, but I believe it's before the F1 season starts, so it doesn't interfere with an F1 schedule. Yeah, da- Daytona's during the off-season. Um I, do you think he'll race at Le Mans? I don't think he will race. I at think Le Mans. he will. I think if, if if I think if they've got a car that's doing the business next season, it might be a difficult sell. The thing but is, is who is he going to race for? Who would, you, who do you think he would race for at Le Mans? Do you it's think it's he would end up in the Toyota team? It's got to be, yeah. I mean, they're not going to have anyone else to. Well, uh, all the rest of Prius here is on P one. In fact, mm, if yeah. he's going to win, yeah. if he's going to win Le Mans this year, is the best year to do it actually. Yeah. There's only one factory team running. Um, admittedly, it's a factory team that seems to be cursed to never win it, but there we go. Um, but yeah. I think, like, with he went and did Indy, and he did incredibly well, but it was still a hard ask to go there and learn to drive a car and race it within, like, basically a week. So I think him doing the Daytona is just him getting a feel for driving a 24-hour race in a sports car, yeah. that kind of racing, rather than turning up to Le Mans and just doing it straight away. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do I don't think you'd be able to do it, even as a Formula 1 driver. I think that the stint lengths and the the gaps between the stints are doing... Yeah, you know totally. about Hulkenberg, remember Hulkenberg's... True, well, he did it. Well, that's true. But I think, in, would he not have had... He would have been prepared he, he for, he for did, a long, He long did time, do... Some practice sessions in the year in between. He had a really horrible like juggling period between juggling F1 and then on off weekends when he wasn't doing F1, he was doing a lot of LMP1 training for the year that he did it. Mm. Uh, and I think ultimately ended up missing. I want to say he ended up missing a race in F1. I think I can't I don't remember. I think he did actually. Did he not? I know. I know he's the first like active driver to have. Active F1 driver to have then gone and yeah. won Le Mans in the same season um, in a, an absolute age because drivers don't tend to do stuff like that anymore. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Alonso wanted to kind of steal some of that glory. Um, Daytona Training for Hours is on the, I had it now, I've lost it, 27th of January. So it is yeah. pre season. Um, and Le Mans this year doesn't clash with an F1 race, it is on the weekend in between the Canadian and French Grand Prix. Which I think is the same sort of time that Hulkenberg did it, if I remember rightly. Because yeah, he, had a, th- he had a horrible travel schedule, if you remember, because he he was going from the States 
to France, and then I'm it sure he had to go somewhere else. It was weird. The, I know the race after him winning Le Mans was Canada, because I remember being in Canada, and all anyone wanted to do was talk to him about Le Mans mm. rather than the race. Um, but yeah, I think it was like a week, basically three weekends in a row he was doing F1, Le Mans F1. Yeah. Um, so it's totally within the realms of possibility. Wow. Um, I think he's going to do it this year. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. And... You know, he should be in with a shout of winning it as well. Yeah, well, it's an it's a very very attractive prospect for Toyota to have oh, definitely. A, a driver like Alonso in the car for them, especially considering how hard they've been trying for so long the to win this race. Problem for them well. is that they ran three cars this year and said they thought that was a mistake. So are they going to turf out one of their regular drivers to put Alonso in the car? Are they going to re- run three cars just to give him another car to drive? It's well. Well, Chris, Anthony Davidson's got a broken toe. So. <laughs> and we know that can take years to heal. <laughs> Do we have a confirmed lineup for next year at Toyota, actually? Um, can I just point out that I've just... I was just having a look to see if there's any like decent highlights of Alonso um, in the LMP1 car. And one of the most ironic comments, whether it was intentionally sarcastic or not, I don't know, but... The f- the top comment on this video is at least his car won't break down or some shit. <laughs> well, they obviously don't watch World well, Endurance, do they? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like looks like Toyota have confirmed they are going to race next year. They've not said any of their drivers. Oh, okay. Cards close to the chest from Toyota then. I w- I would imagine that when it gets to Le Mans, they will look at which of their two cars has the best chance of winning the championship and drop a driver from the second of the two to put Alonso in would be my guess. Mm. But, mm. but we'll see. We'll see. Will Alonso yeah. go for that? You know, Alonso might be like, no way, I want the fast car. I want to be I want the, yeah, I want the, the two best teammates. I know what I would say if I were Alonso and I'd, True, very true. I know if what Alonso do what you want to do it properly. Yeah, we all know what Alonso's like as well, so he's not there to come second. No, absolutely. Um Anyway, I think that rounds that one off nicely, doesn't it? So, yep. also this weekend, we had the Macau GP. Um, for those of you not familiar with the Macau GP, it is a huge event in uh, just south of Hong Kong. Um, it's sort of a Monaco-esque sort of prestige to it. And um, it's a race that's held every year. It has been for many years now. Let me see, since... Uh, 64 fif- years. Since 1954. Um, is that 64 years? It is indeed. Nice. Well, it's the 64th <laughs> running. Oh, it's the 64th running of it, so of course, yeah, it must yeah. be 64 years. Um, so yeah, 1954 was the first year, won by a Portuguese man called Eduardo Carvalho in a Triumph TR2 sports car. Mm. Legend. Um, um, this weekend's <laughs> European F3 uh, winner was young Red Bull junior Dan Tinkton. Um, after a crazy, crazy, crazy race for the for the European F3 cars, um, the, the, so there's a whole bunch of cars, and there's even bikes that run on this on this weekend. The GT class, did I sent you guys the GT video of the crazy, crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I had also so, seen it as well, yeah, but yeah, crazy. it was mental. Um. Yeah, this so this it's a super tight street circuit, Macau, and. GT cars are known for being quite wide, aren't they? <laughs> um, yeah. There's sections uh, of that track that are barely as wide as two cars, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what basically, no one was injured in this accident, but what happened was 
one car, one of the, I think it was a Porsche went around. No, it was a, it was the Mercedes that went. Um, yeah. At the very beginning of the race, the Mercedes hit the wall on the right hand side while they were all weaving around trying to make up positions, and um, he damaged his suspension, and he got to this blind corner further up the hill, and uh, couldn't make the corner, um, hit the wall, and stopped, and. Sadly for him, he was and and for everyone behind him, he was in fourth place, and there was no room to get around him, and it was a blind bend. So uh, the Porsche went straight into the back of him, followed by literally everyone else, and they all just, like I say, no one was injured, but they all just sort of clumsily bumped into each other and it all came to a stop. Took out like s- a third of the field, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> when they eventually restarted the race, only about six or seven cars restarted. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was almost comedic to see. Shame because um, um, Lucas Degrassi had gone over to uh, to driving it as well, which is uh, not the kind of thing he normally drives. But uh, he sort of made a guest appearance in the race and was just smack bang in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> was it, there was one one of the Lamborghinis ended up completely off the ground. Someone wedged underneath. That him was Degrassi. That was Degrassi. Yeah, we ended up right. on someone's roof. Yeah. yeah. It was almost like. Did you ever see that video of that Porsche race where um, one Porsche ended up upside down on another Porsche's? <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. Sorry, it wasn't upside down. It was the right way up, but it was like perfectly aligned with the car below, on the roof of it. <laughs> it's just <laughs> nice. absolutely ridiculous. It sort of swivels to a halt where it's like perfectly aligned. Um, yeah. So that was that race. Um, I never actually caught who won that race because it was. It was so much, so much going on that you just couldn't, you couldn't. Yeah, it, it couldn't was delayed to for it. too yeah, long. I, yeah, yeah, I never yeah, actually yeah, saw the, exactly. the restart. If it even did get restarted, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, nah, it got restarted, but they just the only six ran, and I didn't catch who won it. But anyway, um, the G, ugh, I keep wanting to call them GP three cars. They're F three <laughs> cars, European F three cars. Um, had a number of sort of Formula One proteges. Um, yeah, racing in there. Tipton yeah, being the one. I was going to say, like, for people who don't know the Macau Grand Prix, it's like, it's a really prestigious race and it has a history of, like, the winners being people who go on to have amazing F1 careers. I mean, like, looking over the past winners, you've got people like Patrese, Senna, Schumacher, Coulthard, uh, Cooper Sato won it, Lucas Degrassi, Mike Conway, Ollie Jarvis, um, Felix da Costa, Alex Lynn, Felix Rosenquist, like, Everyone who Ayrton. wins it pretty much yeah. goes on to have an impressive. The career. legendary Ayrton Senna, not don't forget. Yep, um, he won yeah, it. he won it back in a long time ago, uh, eighty three actually. I think he, that was the first yeah, was. year that the for- Formula Three was like the the feature race there. Yeah, it was. It was for West Surrey Racing. Yeah, those that classic team. Yeah. <laughs> um, this year's was won by Dan Tictum, who is a Red Bull Junior. Um, yeah, he's been brought up on this show before for certain <laughs> reasons. Sadly, there's a there's a certain event in his past that um, is the first thing people think of with him. Yeah. Right, it's for us anyway. <laughs> yeah, rightly or wrongly, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, so look, someone's seen something. For him to be on a Red Bull program, he's yeah. got, he must have some skills, and he's probably done a done a lot for him to sort of. Maybe he had a bit of a hot head a couple of years ago when he was younger, but he seems to. He's, Probably calmed down a lot by now. Um, yeah. Behind him, uh, the the young charger Lando Norris uh, was in second, and then um, who did we have? Oh, I've lost the results. Uh, Ralph uh, Aaron was third. 
Ralph Aaron for that's yeah, um, yeah, but only just <laughs> <laughs> yeah because the the two leading cars on the very last lap at the very last corner managed to both have separate incidents where they lost grip and ended up in the wall going around the final corner, and that's when Tickton obviously who wasn't far behind it was only about half a second behind both of them yeah overtook both and took the win followed by lando norris and lando norris is shit you can see him cheering in the car as he goes across (laughs) the line it's like he is buzzing as he goes past but the race was crazy if you watch the last sort of four five five laps of the race tictum's overtake on the on on norris and the other chap that was an absolute worldie of an overtake yeah, it's you have to be so brave around there. It's yeah. it's like two Monaco stuck together, but then with two or three like giant straights with flat out corners stuck in the mix of a good measure. Yeah, the the way if you're trying to picture the Macau Grand Prix, picture a big a big wide W, and then a really really squiggly line joining the top two segments of the W. That's a pretty good yeah. description, actually. Yeah, and that that's the Macau. That's the G- Ga- that's the Gaia circuit. It's called the Gaia circuit. Yeah. Is and the Gaia circuit in any computer games? I wanted to ask you to. I don't um, think it ever has been, to be honest. <clears throat> or if it I, has, it's not been in big ones. I'm I'm pretty sure that in the past you've definitely been able to play it in older games like, um, you, not your big franchises like your Forzas and your Gran Turismos, but maybe your smaller ones like Project ah, go. Gotham or something or Grid. I'm sure he's definitely yeah. been in something, but I don't know for definite. It's been in Race Pro, Project Gotham Racing 4, Get Race it. 07, Race Room, and Race, the official World Touring Car Championship game. I knew it was Project uh, Gotham. L- lots of games entitled Race there. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder um, why. Most um, of them seem to have the old layout, though. The modern layout has yeah. only been in Race Room, which is a 2013 game. They've got to get this track into yeah, a modern game. It's incredible. It is the most. In- have you have you watched an onboard from this track? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. absolutely insane. Like, it also has so- the it features the tightest uh, hairpin in the world, which is so it- tight that overtaking is banned through there. <laughs> yeah, you, you can, there's only space for one car to go around at once. Li- literally, I think the only way you could describe it is it's got the huge long straights of Baku. But he's got the insanely tight sections like the hairpin at Monaco and going down towards the yeah. tunnel. It is just like like Monaco's kind of all tight and Baku's kind of all open other than that one little kink near the castle. It's like those two circuits just mashed together for like five miles or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous yeah. track. It's a 6.120 kilometres. That's so 3.8 miles circuit. Um, the... The, the most challenging thing about this track for any driver is the fact that you cannot put too much downforce on your car for those big long straights. Of yeah, they run with so little wing. The straights. So they've got hardly ever, uh, hardly any wing, but the, the sort of corners, there's a lot of high-speed corners on it mm-hmm. going up the hill, and that's what makes it such an intense, intense drive. And and, and, and like, like Chris said earlier, if the list of winners on there tend to be people who go on to do great things and you just just um, look at the entry list as well like 2005 you look down the entry list and it's got uh it's like bruno senna roman grosjean mike conway lucas degrassi robert kubica sebastian vettel <laughs> loic duval like 
uh, every year is just the who's who of upcoming the thing, drivers. The thing with this one as well is because it has got a bit of prestige to it, even though it is a Formula 3 race, it's not actually part of the Formula 3 calendar. So what you tend to get with this is you get a lot of people from Formula 3 Euro Championship that are like the top end of that, but then you get the Japanese Formula 3 drivers coming yeah. in, um, sometimes even Formula Renault drivers coming in and stuff like that, and you get yeah. very similar. And it's like kind of it's almost like a best of the best for the lower formulas yeah. from, from all different sectors of the world, which is probably why you get such like a... A star-studded cast of youngsters that are in it, and like you got to bear in mind, most of these are under twenty as well. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of them yeah. are under twenty at this yeah. point. You've even got this year a young Mick Schumacher oh, in really? amongst the field. Yeah, he set fastest lap during the main race. Oh, that's mm, impressive. Race for Prima. Mm. Oh, nice. nice. Um, I was a bit sad not to see George Russell at this one. I f- he was there last year, um, but I thought he might have come this yeah, year as well. Yeah, I guess he's. On- probably moved on a bit too far in his career for it now they they tend to stick to the younger f3 level drivers so yeah he, he called it just just on george russell he qualified first uh last season with a, with a two minutes 10 and one tenth and uh that was for regular qualifying but then they have a qualifying race which uh, he came fifth in so for the main race, he started in fifth place, and uh, he sadly moved down to seventh in that. But that that's his record. For those of you wondering, I, I feel like we can't mention Lando Norris without mentioning George Russell. Yeah, they seem to come as a pair these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that was that was the Macau GP. What we will do as well is we will post a video. I'll I will post a video on the Facebook page for this for everyone to see. Um, and while you're there, you can like our Facebook page. <laughs> um, nice um, f- back to Formula One, back to the world of Formula One. Uh, we had some weird logo scenes this week. Yeah. And I don't know whether this was fake news or not. Do you guys think this was fake news? Nope, this is very much real. And I was reading a bit just before we sort of started recording. Um, and it seems like all signs are pointing to them having a new logo in place for the Grand Prix this weekend. It sounds like they're not even going to wait until next season. This weekend? Yep. Well, all the logos have done a crap, so <laughs> I hope they find a different one between now and Friday. Or Thursday, oh, in fact. <laughs> Maybe they've only released three terrible-looking logos so that whatever logo they release next weekend everyone would be like it looks oh, amazing by comparison <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well this is the thing like when you guys brought it up earlier just before we started recording to put it in the show notes i was like what are you talking about and you're like have you not seen it I'm like yeah but it wasn't real was it and you're both like yeah i'm pretty sure it's real <laughs> like what just for <laughs> just for some context um formula one have registered uh three new logos with the eu intellectual property uh people because obviously you need to register things like this ahead of time uh, for your trademarks and whatever. And honestly, somebody who has never seen an F1 race in their life, let alone... A, in fact, they might, they've never seen a motor car. They could have done a better job than this. Well, the first one would work if the old GP2 logo was still in place, because it's basically mm, I see that. that. Well, maybe they saw that and thought, oh, we'll do one like that. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of going for that thing. The second one is they're kind of going for a checkered flag thing, sort of, I think. But they've just got, like... Is that Helvetica they're using for that? It's some very... 
run-of-the-mill yeah, font. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, it's Helvetica. I can tell you everything about these logos. Yeah, and then the third <laughs> one is basically kind of a Forza Motorsport thing, isn't it, almost? Yeah, it's just... I don't know what it is. Of the three, I like the third one. I could I could go along with that third I one. Could, I don't like the typeface of the third one. I think I do... The logo type, I do like. Yeah. But the... The even if it is a little bit, probably a little bit too italicized, it looks like a back backwards H as well when you look at it. So maybe Haas have just been having fun messing yeah. with everyone. Um, the type un- underneath it, I really don't like, and just because of the italicized, I'm, I'm getting into design geekery a little bit here. But because <laughs> of the italicized sort of F1 part of it, and then Formula One being written underneath, it it really really throws the whole thing off balance. It makes the word Formula yeah. One underneath look really really huge. Because you really want the end of that one to align with the bottom right-hand corner of the uh, the actual one in the logo, and it doesn't, and it looks weird. Do you know what I think is a bit stupid about this, in in a sense, is you know how they completely rebranded GP2 to Formula 2 to make it fit with the main series? Yeah. If you're going to do that, then why not... Because the F2 setup and the logo and everything like that and the branding looks pretty much identical to the F3 European Cup branding. So if they're going to try yeah. and create this continuity where people that are more casual fans understand that F2 is a feeder to Formula 1 and F3 sometimes is a feeder to F1, but if it's not, it's a feeder to F2, and they're trying to bring that sort of family tree of sports back together, then why not just go along with something similar to that to keep the trend across the, the brands? Because they're all FIA-regulated series. Well, I would expect whichever one they do pick, they'll probably rebrand F2 again next year to make it fit in. But Stupid. I know the first thing I did was Google what the F2 logo looks like because I thought, well, that one of them's probably going to be that, but it's not. No. So, interesting side note. I was just looking at the actual um, filing page on the Europa.eu something or other um, page where they filed these. And you can see all the uh, trademarks filed by the company on there. And in 2013, they filed a trademark for Formula One Mediterranean Grand Prix. <laughs> wow. Whatever that. One. So who knows what they were thinking when they filed yeah. that, but there we go. Yeah. Grand Prix in Mallorca, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the thing is, the only reason they're doing this is because they are just systematically clearing shop of everything from the Bernie era bit by bit and this is just the next thing on the list for them I think this is a terrible idea yeah I do I, and what's hilarious about it is there's been a huge amount of hype recently on the internet about the Formula 1 logo because people some people whoever they are have noticed that the there's negative space where the one is and yeah I think I don't, how, I, I, I've I, seen that for I, years. I, already do, I think like, I've seen, yeah I've seen it I've always seen yeah it. I've I think that is me and you though in the fields that we work in maybe that see I things don't know, like that. Though. I feel like that story appears on the internet every few years. I was like oh I can't believe it. it's like oh next time we tell us there's a arrow in the FedEx logo. It's like. There's a what? Have you ever noticed <laughs> that the Amazon logo isn't just a smiley face? Wait, what? My, the Am- the what? Amazon logo is not just a smiley face. It's an arrow from A, a to Z. Z. Or A to Z, depending on where in the world you are. Amazing. 
Wow. There you oh go. my gosh. But yeah, this blown. this is basically the BuzzFeed post that these logos all end yeah. up in. The Amazon logo Absolutely. says A to Z. The Formula One logo has a one hidden in the middle. Well, no, it's always been there. Well, <laughs> well, well, the BuzzFeed post I put these logos in would be bad logo designed by college students 2017. <laughs> oh, he went there. Um, I mean, if you work in negative space, that second logo has got an interesting shape in the middle of it. It's supposed, it's supposed to be a checkered flag, isn't it? But it just mm. doesn't look right. Mm. I think I'm looking at them in a very brutal, different but... organisation to you because when I look at them, the squiggly one is the second one in the picture. That oh, okay, that's going to confuse things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's weird because the, the one that's like squiggly and the one that looks like a, a turn in the road, those two are like... Both one half of the Formula E logo. They are quite Formula E. If you aren't they? like the Formula E is two pieces, like what the one is that's supposed to look like a turn in the road with a line through it, but it's a lot more squiggly and loops round like the other Formula One logo. So there's definite to me there's definite elements of the Formula E logo in both those two, and then the other one, like you say, is maybe supposed to be a checkered flag, or maybe it's just a man pointing to the side with both hands. I'll tell you what, if they put any of these logos into circulation next weekend, or this weekend, I should say, I will quit my job as a designer. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) That's bold. That's very bold. There's... Uh, Either I that or design a better one really and send your like CV it. to uh, Liberty Media. Yeah, 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 yeah maybe. I, I, I probably wouldn't be the only person doing that if they did that this yeah. weekend. I think they will, though. I think... Oh. Do you really think they yeah, will, I think honestly? So. Yeah, but you, yeah, but there's loads of artwork and stuff to, to do. If you change your logo, you've got to change everything. You've got I to change think, the type on everything. I think they will introduce this logo in a very just quite basic way, just with a couple of on-screen graphics this weekend. And, then, and the internet will implode when they do. As well. they, I can't wait oh yeah, it to will. see that. And then next season it'll be integrated fully and everyone will just move on because it's actually not that important. <laughs> no, this, you're right, actually. It's not important. We shouldn't get hung up on it because there are bigger yes. things, aren't they? To, and let's one. face there it, there's bigger, bigger things that Liberty Media could be working on in Formula One, but there we yeah, go. Yeah, there are. Yeah, But it is just them drawing a line under the Bernie era. They want to yeah, well, evolve F1 into a, a new beast away from what it used to be which is not you know ne- not a bad thing necessarily um, no <laughs> and that current logo well, has been around for a while now yeah it is it's an oldish logo that's that's for sure they probably are due a rebrand but whether they've got it right with these three that they're showing us I'm not sure no debatable um yeah um what else we got to do this week we've got uh, oh that's that's all the news that's everything that's everything the news happens I'm, I'm amazed we've managed <laughs> to talk about happens. that shortlist for 40 know, minutes but there we go 40 minutes 40 minutes in wow um shall we do some predictions let's do that okay let's do that shall we get some information up on our screens about the, the last year's race let's do it before we do let's also uh, mention while we're doing that that it's um being the final race of the season it's all very much to play for all three of us can still uh win uh, Stu, you need a little bit more of a miracle to win. I need slightly less of a miracle, but Tom, yeah. you're two points ahead of me and it's, three ahead of Stu. It's mine to throw away, is what you're trying to say. You Yeah, you only need yes. a couple of points to pretty much guarantee you the title. Uh, Dat's life can still overtake technically all three of us, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, 
they only need a point to secure the listener's title, but Paul Kelsall can still catch them if he manages a perfect score. Um, so yeah, it's all it's all very still to play for, unlike the real uh, Formula One, which is very exciting. Mm. Okay, so I have I have the information in front of me about last year's race. Um, cool. Obviously, Hamilton won it. Um, it's it's the race where Rosberg finally got his hands on the championship in the final race of the season, despite Hamilton's efforts. <laughs> Backing him up into the pack yeah. the whole way yeah. around. Yeah. Um, Vessel was third last season. The first retirement last season was Kevin Magnussen in the Renault with suspension damage, which points towards a collision. Uh, 17 cars finished last season. Yeah, five retirements. So five five retirements. Um, who would like to go first? Um... I think Tom should go first as he's leading the air. Uh, yeah, you I think want me. I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you want me? Uh, give us your fastest qualifier. Hamilton. Hamilton. Got a brand new engine Hamilton. in the back, hasn't it? Pretty much. So they don't race. Yeah, that's true. Chris, you, since you're second in the championship, you can go second. This is so tricky because I've got to deviate from Tom to beat him. But you know but I'm right. It's choosing, <laughs> but he's choosing which things to deviate on. I'm also going to go Hamilton on this one. Oh, Hamilton. I'm going to say Vettel because every time Hamilton has won a championship, <laughs> he has chilled out. Yeah, I don't think he's won a race after winning so, a championship, has he? No, I don't, I don't think no. he has. Not, not in that season. Yeah, though. not for the remainder um, of the season, sorry, yeah. Um, so Chris it's your turn to state the winner of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix gonna go Vettel Vettel for the win Um, it's my turn to go second I will this all feels really tense does feel tense I feel nervous I'm shaking (laughs) Um, so Hamilton won it last year it is Hamilton territory I think I, I do think I think he'll win it even if he doesn't qualify first myself but will he win it are you gonna Am I going to risk that? You're going I feel with like, that, though. I feel, no, I feel like Tom's going to say Hamilton. I'm trying to second guess what Tom's going to say. It's I think Tom's going to say Hamilton as well. Uh, um, the Rebels should be quick in Sector 2, but they've got no reliability. And Christian Horner has been quoted as saying, I hope we don't have to do a scrap heap challenge of engine parts. <laughs> 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 so... I don't good, think I, like I don't think the Red Bulls are going to be in such great contention. So I am going to say Vettel for the win as well, Chris. Tom, what are you going to say? Don't say Vettel, please. Don't say Vettel. I'm going to go with Fernando Alonso's old McLaren teammate, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you tease. Oh, this is interesting. Right, uh, first DNF. It's my turn to go. Uh, who was the first DNF in the last race? Last year, it last year or last, last race? Last race, last race. Last race, so, it was the toss-up between um, Magnussen and um, Van Dorn. Oh yeah, of course. It, I can't remember who officially yeah, was it, first, but it was those two coming together. Van Dorn. Magnussen was the first out last season as well. Mm. Over there. Um. The Sauber's have been keeping their nose clean because they've been starting at the back and they've not been getting too involved in any of the nonsense. It's going to be... 
it's going to be something like a Renault, isn't it, or a or a Williams, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe a Williams. Um, I'm going to go Magnussen again in the Haas. That deliberation between mm. different things. You just went back to K-Mag anyway. I like that. <laughs> yeah, too. I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. You can cut that whole thing out. If you want. <laughs> uh, Tom, it's your turn. Is it? Um, I think for me, those Toro Rosso's have not been doing well with their engines. I'm going to say Pierre Gasly. Gasly, they've oh, got they've got Gasly. struggles. Renault aren't giving them proper. Renault are basically giving them refurbed parts when they put a new engine in, which is ridiculous <laughs> in my opinion. But is that true? Yeah, that that was that, that was what, what the whole hoo ha was. Yeah, like it, it's never really circulated out into the air properly because they've tried to keep some of it under wraps. But the general accusation from. Um, Franz Tost, yeah, was that yeah. they were effectively I mean, getting otherwise. second-hand parts when they were putting new engines in, as in a failed part was going back to Renault, being refurbed and then put back in as a new part, and they were taking penalties for refurbed parts. It's, it's not it's not an iPhone under guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Formula One engine component. Uh-huh. Um, Chris, who are you saying? I'm going to go for Grosjean. Grosjean, okay, Grosjean. Do you think he'll be angry that he gets a penalty if if he does cause some incidents? Oh, definitely. <laughs> he, he's angry. He if, he's angry if he doesn't get a penalty, Grosjean. <laughs> um, whose turn is it to go first? It's it's me it's again. Tom's for term again. Uh, number yeah, of five retirements last mm, year. We had five a number of retirements. Um, engines are getting towards the end of their lifespans. Yeah. People are going to be turning them up because they don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although there's not a huge amount of people with anything left to fight for, is there? Well, there's always something to fight for. There's always your teammate to beat, isn't there? Yeah. Um, That's true. No one's going to be listening to team orders, so they're going to be more likely to have a go. um, Yeah, a few teammates taking each other out. I'm going to go along a similar line as last year and say 15 finishes, five retirements. 15 finishes. Wow. 15, okay. Um, And Chris, you're next. I'm going to say 16. 16. Ah, oh, goodness. I am going to... That's my usual, but it's been letting me down recently, so I'm going to say 17 today. Ooh. Um, and then, Chris, it's your turn to go. We need a random driver, please. Yeah, last random please driver. Please don't make it Vettel. Left. Oh, Vettel's still in there, isn't he? Who are the potential for that we could have? Uh, no, Vettel's oh. not. It's Hamilton, Verstappen, Hulkenberg. Oh, my God, this is horrible. That Hartley. is horrible. Oh, that is man. horrible. When I saw H-A-R, I knew he said Harry Anto. Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a random driver. Yeah. <laughs> so who, who, who are we going to have? It is... It's Hulkenberg. We've got oh. fairly lucky there. Oh, have we though? <laughs> well, it's Have not we... the it's not the sticking to your guns on Hamilton at least. Uh, um... So Hulkenberg came seventh last year, <sighs> albeit in a different car. Yeah, he was in a Force India last year, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one, Chris. It's you to go first, mate. Oh no! Twelfth. No, no. <laughs> Twelfth. Okay. And now I've got to go. Renault have been poor the last few races. I have to go second. Um, Hulkenberg was seventh last year. The Renault. You say the Renault's been poor the last few races, but. Well, customer Renaults. Yeah, that's true. Customer Renaults, more specifically. Um, Renault themselves haven't had a great time of it. They're in the points. 
just. Where was Hulkenberg last race? In Brazil? That's eighth. Good question, actually. Eighth. Mm, okay, maybe. We're eighth, eighth and ninth. Eighth and ninth. Oh, Chris, do you want to change mm. your answer? To oh, no, that? sorry. That was Quali. My bad. That was Quali. What was the race? They were. They finished, sorry, 10th, 11th. Tenth, they dropped oh, you're a few not, places. You're not a million miles off there, Chris. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to say. Do you want to keep that or you. Oh, no, I can't change it. No, I can't. If okay, I change, if it, change it, yeah. 12. If you change it, it'll finish twelve. Um, I am going to say eleventh for Hulkenberg. Do I really just annoy Chris and say twelfth? Probably. <laughs> oh, don't, don't be a spoiled sport. <laughs> to be fair, we, to be fair, we've only gone the same on one other thing, so it wouldn't make a huge That's difference. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It could, you it do could, you, Tom. it could be a saving grace, Tom. If you do, you do you. I'm gonna be a little more optimistic and say tenth. Tenth. That's they're mm. all. I think all three of those are really good shouts, and we've got some really interesting predictions this week. From, <laughs> Watch from him get his first podium. The, the <laughs> yeah, you know he will. Um, right, that wraps it up then. So Chris, you've got uh, Hamilton fastest qualifier, Vettel for the win. First DNF will be Grosjean for you. Uh, number of finishes sixteen, and Hulkenberg for twelfth. Tom, that's a shocking set of predictions. I don't feel good about that at all. <laughs> Tom, you've got Hamilton for the fastest qualifier and for the win. Um, you've got Gasly for the first first DNF, uh, 15 finishes and 10th for Hulkenberg. Happy with those? I think I'm confident I can beat Chris with that. I think that's better than Chris's. Mm. Yours is like, what worries me. Yours worries me more. Well, I feel like Chris's is the least likely to get a clean sweep this week. Yeah, so that's what I'm some, thinking. Something, oh, I'm not here for a clean sweep. I'm, I'm mostly here that. to hold on to second. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, I've got uh, Vettel for the fastest qualifier and for the win. Um, I've got Magnussen for first DNF. 17 finishes and 11th for Hulkenberg. Um, and that's the predictions. That's, that's, that's the last predictions that we will make for the whole season. How does that feel? Um, Tense is the word I'd use. I do. Yeah. (laughs) I feel feel really, I really want to win this. Honestly. If I win this, I will be jumping for joy. I'll I'll take my top off. I'll take my top (laughs) off. That's great on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, That's it. That's it for this week, anyways. um, If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Back of the Grid F1. Facebook, uh, just search Back of the Grid. Instagram is at Back of the Grid. And we have a website, backofthegrid.com. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm, Stu, I, I'm at StuPX. So I'm at Stu underscore PX. Not that it, you, you'll bother. Um, <laughs> Tom is at TomKing89 and Chris is TNM Chris. They're much more worth following those two than me. Um, <laughs> please remember to like and share the show. Um, and that's about it everyone we'll see you next next week bye everyone goodbye Back of the Grid, the podcast that can make 10 minutes of news last an hour. (laughs) That's how we manage that. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. 
Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh,